morning. This morning's reading is from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 31. Now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Christina. Our church lesson this morning. And we give appreciation to our worship band who has led us in a great way. They always do a great job. We appreciate you. <laughs> if you have your uh, bulletins, they're handed to you. The, the things we give you when you come in, there's an outline talking about this morning. It's not working. There we go. <laughs> Keep on. Okay. Uh, also, uh, there's a study guide that we give to you to use uh, throughout the week. A place for you to read the scripture daily. I hope that you develop that discipline. This week, it's all about prayer. And uh, so I hope that you would have some experiences there that will bless you. As we begin, let us pause for a moment of prayer. God, we turn to you giving thanks for the opportunity we have to be together and worship in this place. So we ask God now that your Holy Spirit may lead us, opening our hearts and minds to come in and speak to us in those areas that we need to be spoken to and to shape our life. God, we thank you for this holy moment. And may we just offer our lives to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had a guy tell me about a Christmas gift he got. He was telling me about his new computer. He says, man, you have got to see my new computer. It's a beast. It says that this computer, it's got the 8-gig uh, uh, processor to it, or the quad, 8-core processor. He said it's got uh, a massive hard drive. He said it's got an 8-gigabyte uh, super-fast graphic card. It's got the 32-inch uh, high-definition monitor. It's got the Bose speakers. I mean, it's got everything you could possibly imagine. It's a dream of a computer. Doesn't that sound like a guy? Or does <laughs> such a guy thing, but uh, I asked him, I said, okay, man, uh, that sounds cool, so what are you going to do with it? He said, well, you know, I want to play some games on it, um, I've got games I like to play on there, and, and then I got, uh, my wife likes to keep a checkbook on it, and um, I want to send a few emails, how I correspond with emails and things, and, and uh, I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> okay, you got this, uh, this massive computer that has the ability to almost run the entire United States on it. And what you're going to do is you're going to play a few games and keep a checkbook and send a few messages, emails once in a while. And, and for me, that's a good uh, analogy of prayer and the prayer life that many people have today. Because, you know, we have this unbelievable resource in, in prayer. Uh, we have uh, the means to communicate daily with God Almighty, to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it transforms our lives. We have this unbelievable opportunity to walk daily with God, to experience His presence, His love, His strength, His grace, His comfort, His guidance in our lives every day. And what we do with this unbelievable resource is that we send a few messages every once in a while. This is why I'm doing this series of sermons on prayer, is because you know, prayer is so much more than what we just use. 
<coughs> prayer is um, something that we need to learn more about. It's something that we need to understand how it has the ability to transform our lives. It's about so much more that we typically experience. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be covering topics that are dealing with common <coughs> that people have with prayer, uh, common questions that people have about prayer. It's that's why we're calling it uh, Prayer 101, a very um, practical information we're going to be dealing with over prayer. The, the hope is that we would grow in our prayer life, all of us, and that we might come to a closer walk with Jesus Christ on a daily basis. And so <clears throat> uh, we understand that most everybody prays. I mean, uh, uh, everybody likes to pray. I mean, even today, we we have the psychiatric world who has kind of embraced prayer. It used to be uh, they saw religion as kind of being the enemy. Uh, but now they have come to recognize that many of the wounds that people struggle and deal with are connected to spiritual issues. Even in the medical field, uh, they now are noting that, that our prayer is a, uh, it plays a key role in uh, helping us in our health and our healing. In a Gallup poll, it says that 98% of Americans say they pray, at least. And... Um, so prayer, prayer is something that we all believe in. It's a good thing, but what is prayer really all about? That's what we want to try to get at. The truth is, most people have a misunderstanding of prayer. They fail to really understand the, the power that prayer can give to our daily lives. It's like the man who was um, up on the second story, and his house was flooding, and he's watching the rising floodwaters, and for the first time since he was a child, he... Um, he gets real serious about religion. <laughs> you know, that's typically what happens. Uh, most people get serious about uh, prayer life and religion once they get into trouble. And that's when we turn to God. And so this man turns his eyes up to the heavens and he says, Hey, God, it's me, Joe. Remember me? I know, I know we hadn't talked in about 20 years. Uh, but uh, look, you see, I'm in a real mess down here, God. In fact, if you help me out of this mess, I promise I won't mess with you again for another 20 years. <laughs> it won't bother you. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that's what God had in mind when he gave us this gift of prayer. But that, that's not too much of an exaggeration for most people's prayer life. I mean, just think of all the reasons that people typically pray. Most people pray, like that guy, they pray in times of desperation. I mean, when we get our lives into trouble, we're a desperate situation, <clears throat> then we begin to pray, right? Um, people quickly turn to prayer at those times. But here's the amazing thing. Even if that's the only time that we pray, God still hears that prayer. God listens to that prayer. Sometimes people pray, the only time they pray is uh, when they're feeling guilt over some issue. Uh, when we become overwhelmed with a sense of guilt over something, then we begin to pray. Because we know that God is the only one who can relieve us of that guilt. And so we pray to God to receive His mercy and His grace. And again, though that may be the only time that we pray, God hears that prayer. And God listens to what we have to say. Another time people pray, I think, is when they want to get something from God. And you know how these prayers work. Uh, you remember in school, um, you had that test that you weren't prepared for. And um, you know when you take it up to the teacher's desk, it is a slam dunk F. I mean, you know it. <laughs> but you go back to your um, desk, and suddenly you become very religious. <laughs> we pray. Oh, God, please. <laughs> Please change the answers in that test. Please, please fix, make it an A. I need an A on this test. As if we really expect God to erase the answers and fill in the blanks for us. Or, or maybe it was when you had that certain summer 
you hoped would fall in love with you and you prayed <laughs> during that time. And, or maybe it was that job you were trying to get and, and then you pray. Often, the only time that we pray is when we want to get something from God. And another reason I think people pray is to feel better. Uh, I, I, in, in uh, Esquire magazine, Rick Moody uh, wrote a, a very interesting article about prayer from the perspective of a non-religious person. He, he doesn't claim to be a Christian. He doesn't go to church. Uh, he would not, under any circumstances, claim to be a committed Christian. And so he describes how when his life got to a point where he hit rock bottom, he turned to God in prayer. He, just, he began to pray. And he says after praying, he felt better. And so now he says he prays several times a week because it makes him feel better. He writes, I don't know who I'm praying to. Sometimes I cry out and say, I don't know what your name is. I don't know who you are. But then he just begins to pray. He says, whether I'm talking to myself or to somebody up there, I always feel better. Well, prayer does make us feel better. But all of those reasons, I think, miss the point. They, they miss the, the goal of what prayer, the purpose of what prayer really is. They, they miss the, the power of prayer and how prayer has a, the ability to transform our lives. What prayer is really designed to do. So that's what I want to talk about. What are the primary purposes of prayer? And I'm going to pick up three of those purposes this morning. We could probably come up with a hundred more uh, things that the purpose of our prayer. Um, but prayer is first and foremost about fellowship with God. Prayer is a means by which we are able to develop a relationship, a friendship with God. And, and this really gets to the core of why we were created. I mean, this, who we are. The scriptures teach us that we were created and we were placed on this earth because God loves us. And God wants to be in relationship with us. And, and can you imagine being God and creating this universe and creating uh, this person, breathing the, the breath of life into them and, and then placing within them a soul with the ability and gifts and graces of, to do things and then hearing them speak their first words and yet never hearing from that child. Or when they want something. On occasion, my children will come to me and they say, Dad, you're the best daddy in the entire world. <laughs> and that'd be great <laughs> if it wasn't for what followed after that, which was always, it's always a request, right? And they always want something. And so now I say, okay, uh, what do you want? <laughs> uh, well, don't you know we do the same thing to God? Uh, but what God yearns from us is for us to say, God, I love you. I praise you. I thank you. Without it being a way that we're trying to butter God up in order to get something from him. That's not what God wants. Come to God with our um, We're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. But what God yearns for us more than anything else is that we come to Him trying to develop that relationship with Him. It's about our fellowship with Him. That's one of the reasons we pray to God. And the we've done a good job, I think, of helping people learn how to serve God. There are infinite possibilities for us to serve God in ministry. But one of the things I think we have not done such a good job at is helping people to experience an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ that transforms their lives. And that's really, above all else, what God yearns for. There's a, the 
the church I serve that um, is a good example of this. She she went to church all of her life. Uh, she served in every office, every committee board there is in the church over the years. In her mid-70s, she was heading up the flower ministry. She just was always involved in church, always in leadership of church. And then she got to the point where her health began to fail, and she had to be placed in the elder care facility. And I went to see her one day, and I had prayer with her. And after I finished, I said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. She said, I've never experienced God's presence in my life before. I mean, I've heard you preachers talk about it over the years. Experience his presence. God always seems so distant from me. And so I asked her, I said, well, do you pray? <laughs> and I could tell from her answer that, yes, yeah, she prayed. She prayed those little one-line sentence prayers that you find at the end of the devotional, daily devotional of the upper room. And she prayed, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to my Lord to teach kind of prayers. But she had never experienced real communication, real relationship with God's presence and fellowship. Listen, as your pastor, it's my hope and my prayer that you will come to know God on a deeply personal level, not just hypothetical, not just a theory about a, a philosophical about God, that you would come to know God and to experience his presence on an everyday basis. Because when that happens, everything changes. So, Prayer, it's, it's really about cultivating relationship with God. That's why we pray, to experience fellowship with God. A second reason that we pray, it's primarily because it's a way of submitting our will to God's will. Now, most people think of prayer as being just the opposite. I mean, we pray to God in order to get God to make his will become our will. We pray to get God to do what we want God to do. I mean, if I just pray long enough, if I just pray hard enough, if I just say the right words, then God will do what I want God to do. He'll answer my prayer. So the goal for many people for prayer is that we're trying to bend God's will to our will. But that's not the purpose. That's not the primary aim of prayer. Uh, prayer in its purest form is, a, is a allowing God's spirit to invade us in such a way that our will begins to bend to God's will. Prayer is a means for helping our will to become more aligned with God's will. And we know how this works. I mean, with my own children, I often try to take notice of who they hang around with. I mean, because I know that the people they hang around with have a great influence upon their lives. And so we, we all know that who we spend time with influences us. It, it makes impressions upon us. And the same is true when it comes to our relationship with God. When we spend uh, time with God on an ongoing basis and quality time with Him, then God begins to influence our lives. He begins to change. He begins to mold and shape us into His image. This is another reason why we pray. Because we're going to become more like the people God created us to be. And then finally, prayer is about listening to God. We all know that real communication only takes place when it's a two-way communication. Yet, unfortunately, most of our conversations are anything but that. They're, they often are one-sided conversations. I mean, you, you've all had the experience of trying to talk to somebody, then they do all the talking. And even if you do get a word in edgewise, you know they're not really listening to you because they're thinking about what they're going to say next. And, and we all know how that feels. 
Well, don't you know that God often feels that way when we pray? Because when we pray, most often we do all the talking and rarely do we take time to listen. But prayer, prayer is about listening. It's about listening. It's about sharing our thoughts with God. It's about fellowshipping with God. But it's also about getting quiet. For God to speak. This, this is how this works in my own life. Um, it doesn't happen every time, but it, when I pray, I try to begin my prayers with adoration of God or praising God, thanking God, and all those things. And then I share my thoughts with God. Maybe there's something that I'm struggling with or an issue I'm looking for guidance on. And so I share those things with God. But after I'm through praying, I, I stop. And I take a moment to just be quiet. It's amazing what happens when we take the time to be quiet and still. Now, I, I have never heard the audible voice of God speaking to me <laughs> in the room, but I have heard that small, still voice many times. Sometimes it's a thought that comes through my mind in the midst of prayer. Oftentimes it's an urging within me that I need to do something. Uh, that, that particularly happened just this past week. We have that people have requested us to pray for. And, and as I was reading the list, I, there was just one of those names that um, came to me that said, I just, it's urgent. You need to call this person. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I have called someone in the midst of prayer when I felt that urging. And I've had that person on the other line say, thank you so much for calling. I really needed to talk to somebody right now. Well, this is how God speaks to us, through the small, still voice. In fact, God most often speaks to us in the whispers. But the problem is our lives are so busy, they're so noisy that we don't take the time to listen. But prayer, it's about listening. Now, when you have prayed in the way that I've just described, and you do this on a consistent basis, you will discover that things begin to change in your life. Profound and powerful benefit to praying in this way. Um, now, just I'm going to list a few of these because there, there's a lot of reasons here, but just a few of these. Uh, first of all, I think uh, prayer helps us to take our eyes off of ourselves and to become less self-centered. A good counselor always tell you, when you're becoming depressed or you're becoming um, consumed by your own circumstances in life, and that's depressing you and, and uh, making everything look dark for you, they'll tell you that the best thing you can do is to go out and to begin to help somebody else. Because in the midst of helping somebody else, you take your focus off of yourself and your problems. Well, when, when you spend time in prayer with God, quality time in prayer, again, that helps you to, to, your heart begins to beat with the heart of God. You begin to focus on God's activity and what God is doing in this world, His will for your life. And when that happens, you become less self-centered and focused on yourself. That's the reason. That's one of the benefits helps us to become less self-centered. We all do that. Uh, through prayer, we also experience the benefit of God's peace. The Apostle Paul says, The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then Jesus himself says, My peace, I have come that you might have peace, not as the world gives, but I give you a different kind of peace. True peace. Well, how do you access that peace? How do you make God's peace your own peace? We do that through prayer. 
When we spend time in regular prayer, you begin to live, you begin to experience that daily sense of peace that we all long for. You remember the story of Peter when he was walking on the water with uh, Jesus that day, and the storm was, the waves were rushing around him and crashing and foaming, and, but as long as Peter kept his eyes focused on Jesus, he was not afraid. Eyes off of Jesus, and he began to focus on the storm around him, the waves crashing. That's when he began to be consumed by his situation. The truth is, we often spend way too much time focused on the storms of life instead of focusing on God. When we focus on God through prayer, those storms of life don't seem quite as scary. We're able to experience God's peace. I think it's not only peace that we experience through prayer, but one of the other benefits is that we can experience God's joy. The Apostle Paul says, be joyful always. I often wonder, how How can we be joyful always? Um, Well, I came to understand that being joyful always is not the same as being happy always. Rather, it's living with a sense of that peace, of that joy in my heart, no matter what my circumstance is. How can you have that joy? Well, Paul says it in the very next sentence. He says, you do it by praying without ceasing. Praying without ceasing helps us to experience God's joy. And it's not just these benefits. There are a lot of benefits, such as physical benefits. I read in a Time magazine article, it said that a study of 4,000 elderly people found that participants who engaged in or Bible study and attended worship services regularly they were less likely to suffer from high blood pressure than those who did not. It's an interesting study. I mean, it's interesting that we would rather spend hundreds of dollars on pills and counseling rather than get on our knees before the one who can offer us real peace, real joy. There's a side note to this article that has nothing to do with my sermon, but it says, it went on to say that greater exposure to religious radio and television evangelists, however, resulted in an increase in blood pressure. Just thought that was kind of interesting. The truth is, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to dealing with um, depression, uh, there are numerous medical and psychiatric studies out there that show that prayer has a profound benefit, a positive benefit, uh, to helping us in those times. And there are several prayer which we don't have the time to go through this morning. Uh, you can see those in your sermon notes. Uh, there are things like prayer enables us to have strength when we go through life's difficulties. Uh, it improves our relationships when we're praying for one another. It also gives us spiritual and emotional renewal uh, when, when you pray. So there's lots of benefits. But there's one that I want to spend a few moments here with. And, it, you know, the idea that when I look at people who pray regularly with God on a regular basis, I, I see in them a depth that I just don't see in people who don't do that. Most of us tend to live on the superficial plane of life. We live in the shallowness of life. But when I look at people who pray regularly, I see a depth just that is amazing. They live with a perspective that, that I want. And that's because prayer deepens our soul. Very often my own spiritual life is much like a puddle when I know that God offers us an ocean. And I think that's true for most of us. 
Most of us tend to live in the puddles of life. While God offers us an ocean, the depth of an ocean. He offers us the depth of his presence with us, his love, his grace, his, his, uh, his power, his strength, his guidance. A life that is filled with joy in spite of our circumstances and adversities. God doesn't promise us that everything's always going to be rosy, that we're never going to have any problems, that we're going to live to be 100 and die in our sleep. He doesn't say that. But what God promises us is an ocean to carry us through life's journey. We can have the depth of God's power, of his presence, of his love, of his guidance, his strength, his comfort. If only we're willing to jump into the ocean with us. You know, part of what amazes me about Jesus is that he lived in the ocean most of the time. No matter what he was going through, uh, especially in those times of adversity or difficulty, prior to that and during that, Jesus spent time in prayer. In our spiritual um, journeys, we too can do the same. You know, in our scripture lesson this morning, we have uh, Jesus praying on top of a mountain. And did you notice what happened? It says that while he was praying, his countenance was transformed. He, be- he became transfigured. It says to me, you know, when people pray, they, they actually look different. Did you notice that? They just have this different countenance. And when Jesus prayed, he experienced the presence of Moses and Elijah talking with him and encouraging him. The glory of God descended upon that place as he prayed. And what we find in Scripture over and over again is that what Jesus experienced in prayer, God offers to us through prayer. This is why we pray. I, I feel like I need to make a true confession this morning. You know, I, I hear about the pastors who um, they talk about how they spend two hours a day at least in uninterrupted prayer time with God. And uh, I just have to confess to you, I'm, I'm not one of those. I wish I was. <laughs> um, I hear uh, some pastors claiming that they have their holes in their pants and their knees from being on their knees praying so much. And, you know, I, I'm not one of those pastors. I, I wish I was. I often wonder how, how those guys find time to do this all thing. But the truth is, I pray five or six times a day. I'll often pray in the mornings uh, on my way to work, and um, I'll try to pray sometime around my devotional time in mid-morning uh, if the office doesn't get too busy, and I don't forget. <coughs> and, uh, and I'll pray at meal times. Um, I'll pray uh, during before bedtime. And, uh, and I usually spend around 20 to 30 minutes total uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, in prayer every day. But usually, once a month, I will experience the ocean. It's when I find some time to, to set aside. Maybe it's when I'm going for a walk, and I'm spending that time praying with God. Or, or maybe it's when I take a day retreat. There's times I'll do that when I just really feel that need to reconnect with God. But often it's, it's kind of like one or two hours that I get a chance to really spend uninterrupted, uninterrupted time with God in prayer. Sometimes when I'm driving a car, I do that very often. And in those two hours, after those two hours I've spent with God, I have to tell you that I just I feel such strength, uh, a new perspective. Before I, that moment, I would have been frustrated or feeling empty burned out, weary, whatever it is, and consumed with life's problems. But after spending that time with God, I just feel the love of Christ permeating and flowing all through me. 
It's an amazing thing to experience the ocean with God. Which is why this sermon really aimed at me <laughs> and not so much to you, because I think it's a challenge all of us to, to move from the puddle to the ocean in our relationship with God. Be careful. That's why I'm looking forward to this journey as we explore the questions, the struggles that we all have with prayer. Let's pray together. God, we, we confess that this gift that you've given to us in prayer, we've often failed to understand it. We've um, misused it. We have um, not utilized it the way that you've designed it to be because we know that ultimately you just want to be in relationship with us. You want us to come to know you and trust in you and walk daily with you. So God, may it's a new year. So maybe we can set things right. Maybe we can learn how to put you at the top of our list and we can make the time we need for prayer, communion with you. Because we know that you have given us this life and you want to walk alongside of us. So Lord, help us in this journey. May it begin today as we seek to put our lives on the wheel of prayer. We thank you, God, for this gift. Help us now to go forth in prayer with you every day. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing our closing song together.